Hi, I'm Rick Anthony, and welcome to the Someone You Should Know podcast, the podcast that focuses on musicians, authors, and interesting people. We like to say we're making a difference one artist at a time. So sit back, have a cold one, and get ready to meet someone you should know. I had the honor of seeing today's guest perform last December at a wonderful Toys for Tots fundraising concert. The band is Bonfire, and they pay tribute to one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, ACDC. From that band, lead singer Jim Hilligans joins me. Jim, welcome. How you doing? How you doing, Rick? I'm excited to have you on the show since the first time I saw you guys on stage, man. You guys really took control of the stage that evening. And uh, it was a wonderful night of music and a wonderful uh, fundraiser for uh, the Toys for Tots uh, group. And uh, the fine folks over at Avenue 912 did a wonderful job getting everything squared away. First question i got to ask for you, Jim, is playing the role of Brian Johnson on stage has got to have its challenges, especially vocally. His style is quite different from, from any other musician. How long does it take for you to recover from from a gig vocally well back in the day it used to take me a couple days to recover but now it's uh probably a good full day it's probably a good full day before my voice is really i'm able to talk right <laughs> <laughs> i can i can understand too because uh when when he gets in that range because it is a very unique range I, I'll never forget when I was doing character voices at the radio network uh, many, many years ago. When I would strain my voice, I would oftentimes, uh, you know, have to, you know, get some uh, some lemon water or something like that to uh, to uh, calm my vocal cords down. Is there a particular technique you use? Believe it or not, I just no, I, I just go for it. Um, <laughs> I've read I've read so many different things about what other vocalists do to to either do pre warm up or. In fact, well, I'm trying to think, who was it? Um, the singer from Great White, I read that he mm. warms up two hours before a show. Yeah, Jack Russell, yeah, I've, I've heard that yeah. also. Yeah, Jack, Jack and I have had a conversation many, many years ago. Let's talk about the uh, the members of, of Bonfire here. Can you give us kind of the rundown of who's in the band? So currently we have, uh, on lead guitar, Peyton Walter. He's our newest member. And um, we also have... Uh, uh, Scott Hicks, uh, more of a recent member that just joined us back in June. Um, he's on bass. Uh, I have two Craigs. I call them Craig Squared because they're both Scottish and they're both named Craig. And uh, Craig Cutler, our drummer, and uh, Craig Brooks on uh, the bagpipes. And then uh, I have Dylan Grant on uh, rhythm guitar. He's probably my longest running uh, uh, band member other than myself in the band. Right. Several members of this band really grabbed the fans' attentions. First off, Peyton Walter does an incredible job in the role of Angus Young. That's one thing. The fact that when he joined the band, he was only 17 years old. How did you find this incredible teen guitarist? Well, I I have a real close friend who is uh, dating this girl. Who uh, her, This is her son, and he was playing a guitar with him, and he told me that you know, this kid's really good. And this was back when he was 16, uh -huh. maybe, yeah, maybe 15 or 16. And he was like blown away on how good he is. And, and my friend, uh, Carl, he, he used to be in a band called Tyrant's Rain. I, I really respect his opinion. And to know if he says that, then there's something good about this kid. So then, uh, we saw that he had a TikTok of um, uh, him doing the Star Spangled Banner at his high school's basketball game as a you know the the like pre game the, yeah like the Jimi Hendrix style right uh kind of Jimi Hendrix but he did it his own way but he 
what was, I mean, what was, I mean, it was a very good rendition. It was awesome. It sounded, sounded really cool. He did his own way. But the thing that impressed me was like, he had 385,000 views. <laughs> There's not that many people who could do that, especially any of these local bands in the area. They don't even, we don't even get 1,000 to 2,000 views, let alone 385,000, you know? So I was very impressed with that. Uh-huh. And then uh, and then I found out that because he was at that Hebron school that my one of my best friends is a teacher there and he told me how good of a kid he was and and uh and he's really good at playing and I was like, "Wow, you know, the, it's just too many uh stars aligning up." For, All right, absolutely. For this. And and he joined the band when he was 17 years old. And I, I think it probably might be the only time that you'd ever hear someone not being able to make a band practice because they have homework. <laughs> right, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, and, and, you know, and not to knock all the musicians, you know, we're all getting older and stuff, including myself. I'm the oldest in the band, but, you know, it, it, it gets kind of rough, and I don't even know how a lot of these bands, you know, do it with, um, because we all have, families jobs and stuff and you know and in fact at my age um you know my both my daughters are out of the nest you know and and so i have a lot more freedom but there's still people who have kids at home and stuff and and i i just i miss the days that you could just say hey let's have band practice tonight and everyone show up right absolutely and and it's not that possible with the guys that i have in my band but it's a. It's definitely a lot easier when you have someone like Peyton, who, you know, all I got to do is probably have a pizza and he'll show up. You know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Another member of the band is a dear friend of mine, Craig Brooks, uh, who I've known for a very, very long time. Plays bagpipes on stage for you guys when uh, when it's time for it's a long way to the top. With when you want to rock and roll, how did you and Craig hook up? How did they, how did Craig join the entourage? Well, Greg, Craig actually reached out to me and asked um, because he was he he was with Scott Hicks in in that band Little Lover, right, another yeah. ACDC tribute out more towards the Portage Porter area. Um, Craig reached out to me and said, "Hey, you know, uh, would you like to have bagpipes, you know, for one of your shows?" And I was like, "Sure." So then when he comes and and you know he's friendly, his wife is great, and we're just like you know, and he. Obviously, he sees that, you know, this is not, I mean, we're ser- we're serious about our music, we're serious about our playing, we're serious about the putting on the show like we're supposed to. We're, we're easygoing, fun people, and he just fell right into us. So, and all of a sudden, I was just like, hey, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do this? All of a sudden, he's in the band. Yep. So, <laughs> no, I thought it was know? amazing is uh, when he performed on stage with you guys uh, back in December, his entourage, the way he was dressed and everything with his kilt and, and everything, yeah, he, he kind of stole the show a little bit there for a while. <laughs> Which is fine. That's what I want, you know, because, cause Bob, you know, so, like, I don't know if you know, but and, or if many fans know, but even though ACDC came from Australia, back in the day, the guys, Angus and Malcolm, uh, were born in Scotland as well as Bon Scott. They were all born in Scotland, and that was at the time when um, England was paying families to go to Australia so that they could build the economy up, and they were giving jobs out. You know, just like uh, just like back in the day when our steel mills went up over here. Right. Yeah. You know. So, um, but they all migrated from Scotland to Australia. So having 
that Scottish background and then uh, having the bagpipes. It was very necessary to have it for this band. Awesome. Including, and now that he's the third member, because Dylan's also Scottish and has family over there. So it's, it's kind of funny that, you know, we have these Scottish guys, you know, in the band and it, that's, it, it, it's a better tribute to me. It's, you know, it's more honor towards, <laughs> towards someone like Bon Scott. So do you have some haggis backstage at, uh, at the gigs or what? <laughs> no, no. What did it, you know, now that you said that, if Craig hears this, he might be, you know, bringing that. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got a big gig coming up on, uh, February the 18th, Saturday night, Hobart Art Theater, celebrating 23 loud years of rock in the Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana region. Can you tell us what listeners can expect when they plunk their money down and see the gig on the 18th? Well, it's just going to be a full production show. We have our video wall, my wall of marshals for the heavy, loud sound, because that's one thing I make sure that we are is loud. You know, uh, ACDC's loud, we're loud. I, You know, that's just the way it goes. Uh, you know, sorry to say, but that's that's it. But uh, also, we have our Hell's Bell. Um, we have our cannons that we launch, um, and we have uh, Rosie, uh, and then Rosie, of yeah. course, big, big Rosie. Hopefully, I can get Big Rosie back in that building. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Now, now the, the Hobart Art Theater is a great venue. I really and truly love it. We've seen a lot of shows there. Shane's done a great job. Shane Evans at the Hobart Art Theater has done a wonderful job of, uh, of making that a great concert venue and so many great acts coming to the Hobart area, too. So it's uh, it's nice to play a, a nice venue in the local area like the Hobart Art Theater. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. I love, I love that place. I mean, we've... So we started back in 2000. Obviously, we're 23, you know, the band's been going for 23 years. And and, two, uh, and that was a 20-year anniversary to, and I don't like saying anniversary, but it is. It's a, It was the 20th, an, we started because it was the 20th anniversary of Bon Scott's death. So we were really off in, uh, we were just really supposed to tribute Bon Scott and ACDC. That was our main purpose when we formed this band. Well, fast forward to the Hobart Art Theater. Um, we were getting ready to celebrate our 20-year anniversary of ourselves being, you know, out in, you know, the rock and roll field. And it was actually Tom Lounges that uh, suggested we do, uh, because I was trying to find a place to do it at. And there wasn't really too many places to to, to do a 20th anniversary show in the area. And um, uh, we, we ended up choosing the Hobart Art Theater, set it all up with Shane and and now it's our permanent home for our anniversary shows every year. So awesome. you can find us there every mid-February at uh, um, at the Hobart Art Theater. Right. As a matter of fact, we're going to include ticket information down in the show notes. So I know you want to go to that show coming up on February the 18th. Those of you listening in, they will be in the show notes. Just click on the link and it'll get you tickets to the venue coming up on the 18th you've played a lot of great venues in 23 years any particular gigs or venues that stand as the one of your all-time maybe be a high watermark for you well some of our most fun shows were uh in the early days we used to play jj kelly's in lansing um that was uh, that was always a highlight we used to play there once or twice a year there and, and actually we used to do our anniversary show there before um but uh yeah it was uh that's where we started. We actually started in J.J. Kelly's, and that was like our little home base. Probably our biggest, most fun, most like craziest show I've ever played was when we opened up for uh, Sublime at the 
Festival of the Lakes oh, over there in Hammond. Awesome. Yeah, we opened for them and playing in front of, they told us it was probably four to 5,000 people. That was just mind blowing. And then to have them singing, and I know they're not our songs, but they were enjoying themselves, having fun. They were rocking with us, singing with us on the songs. It's just, it, it's just such an incredible feedback and so much feeling that you get from that. And that, that show was probably, that was one of our most pinnacle shows that we've ever had. Awesome. Awesome. Now we, the next feature here we have, Jim, is when those events, those great shows don't necessarily go as planned. It's called Tales from the Road. These are those infamous road stories of getting to a gig, something that could happen on the way from a gig, something to happen on stage, backstage, or maybe at a hotel accommodation or something like that. Anything come to mind in those 23 years of traveling all over the place? Well, yeah, there's a few. I mean, first off, I, I can't probably, well, I know I can't probably discuss some of them because they are not uh, PG rated. That's okay. Some... <laughs> this, 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 this is this is this is not on the radio, so you can go as as blue. No, as you I know, but in case there's younger people that listen, you know that it's it's not really uh, probably not good to talk about. But <laughs> okay. I mean, there's I mean, the, in in recent memory, there was uh, we were me and uh, Craig, the drummer, we were coming back from uh, our gig in Joliet. We played at the Forge a couple years ago, and my. Uh, I have a full van of gear. Everyone split ahead of us because I was collecting the the money from the uh, club owner or the venue owner, and uh, Craig was waiting for me in the van. And as I was trying to turn to get out of the parking lot, my power steering pulley broke, and it's pouring rain. It's two in the morning, and we're you know we're in Joliet, and many 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 miles you know what an hour and a half two hours away from home yeah you know so that was not a good night it was like like wow it turned out to be like a thousand dollar repair Jeez. with I, the toe with the, the toe, toe. Yeah. my uh, my daughter played a venue in joliet also uh her band's called sister and she had a similar situation she came outside and she had two flat tires they weren't slashed or anything they just had gone down uh she must have hit something on the road driving to the venue and it was a Saturday night, once again, 2 a.m. in the morning. And, and luckily, they had a gig the next day, and the, the band that opened for them gave them a ride. And then after the gig, gave them a ride back to the venue in Joliet with, with the tires. So wow. yeah, you never know how it's going to happen, especially. I don't know what it is with Joliet and gigs, though. So <laughs> Yeah, that's not, yeah, maybe, yeah, we play there next month. We're there in March. So that's going to be. <laughs> Good uh, luck. Yeah, I know. Wow. Gotta be careful. Bring a mechanic with you. Now, one gig that I know you are playing in, you really and truly need to be on the ball for. This is one that is going overseas. Blackpool, England, a special ACDC gig going on there. Tell us about that. Yeah, we, um, I've been wanting to get overseas. There's a couple ACDC festivals over there that, um, like over here, we have a couple Beatle festivals throughout our country which is cool but over there they've they've got a couple acdc festivals and one's actually more of a tribute to bond it's more of a bond scott fest um and then there was uh and i was watching it and i contributed to it because what what they were doing is they were trying to get a statue put up in his hometown and mm-hmm. uh in kiramir scotland so they were trying to uh uh raise money so in order to raise money they figured they'd throw a benefit and and voila, here comes a new festival of 
you know, bands playing for, you know, for Bon Scott, basically, you know, because they were all influenced by ACDC and Bon. So, so that was cool. I wanted to get into that. But then I started seeing, because when you, you know, how you are on Facebook, if you look up one thing, then there's always a few more things in that crazy algorithm that lets you see. All of a sudden, I see ACDC Fest popping up. So I've been following that for a while, and I reached out to the guy, and uh, we made some talks, and he actually really wanted us to come out. So that was uh, that was awesome. He right away was, um, uh, yeah, I would love to have you guys, and let's do it. And I was I was floored that they, <laughs> you know. And then what was really cool after that? Not only did we book the gig, but there's other bands that play for that. And I reached out to them about accommodations and get some info. And these guys are telling me that they've been following us for years. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, you've been around for 23 years. so it's Yeah, but it was so cool to know that there's other, you know, ACDC tribute bands. And I know we do have a, we do have a lot of, uh, you know, and I could tell we have, uh, because of Facebook and social media, we do have fans all over the world um we we have promoted ourselves we got you know we've actually sold shirts in russia and poland which is <laughs> hysterical but uh you know but you know you're not talking thousands you're talking you know 20 you know 15 20 shirts so you don't think you have that much going on but then like all of a sudden these guys are like oh yeah we've been following you guys for years <laughs> I love i'm it. like wow Absolutely i know love it. what's the date of the gig November 3rd, we are headlining the Friday night of the fest. Wonderful, wonderful. And I'm really uh, looking forward to finding out a little bit more information about that. We'll have maybe to do a follow-up uh, on this and find out how it was. Oh, definitely. We could do, yeah, we could do uh, do an after after that. At the end of the year, we could do an end of the year uh, the follow-up, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, that and, would work. Absolutely. Jim, how about some uh, links to the band? Uh, basically, we... We used to have more links, but uh, uh, just uh, on Facebook, Chicago Bonfire, that's where you can find us. That's where I do most of our promoting and stuff. Um, we do have a YouTube channel, but it's not really uh, – I just started really getting that going. I kind of blew it off for years because I get way more activity on Facebook. Okay. And, and I think that's mainly because – well, I think that's mainly because our demographic is more of the older – <laughs> you know, we got older people that like us. You know, the range is really 35 to 65. Oh, yeah. So those are the people that follow Facebook. They don't, they're not the TikTokers and stuff, you know, and the <laughs> Instagram so much. But our, uh, but with Peyton in the band, he's pushing that now. He's doing the TikToks and the, and the Facebook reels and stuff. What I'll do is I'll find Peyton's uh, links, and what I'll do is I'll include those in the show notes also. By the way, Peyton's a great guy, too. I really and truly love the kid, and that's one of the reasons why we wanted to do this show. And uh, we'll definitely make our point to come out and see you the what, 18th or so, come out and, and see you that night. Any closing thoughts, Jim, that uh, we should know about the band that we haven't talked about already? Um, No, we're just a fun band. I mean, just everyone... It's going to have a good time. We play all the hits. We play some deep cuts. Um, we got some crazy stuff built uh, up for the year. And, you know, we're just not just a band standing there playing. We put on the full show. You know, I, uh, you know, you were talking about me, you know, like Brian Johnson. I mean, I, I, I sound like Bon Scott. I look like Brian Johnson up on stage. I do my best Brian Johnson. Angus 
Peyton runs around wearing the schoolboy outfit. I mean, we put on the full show. Right, exactly. And and, and, and and even more production. And then you you got the Bells, you've got the Rosie, you've got the Cannons, you've got Craig Brooks and his... uh, his bagpipes it's a fun fun gig well, yeah it, it is and you know and you know you, no matter what i mean it's not like you're paying five bucks you're gonna sit in a bar and watch a band just play you know or or whatever we're putting on we're putting on a show for you oh you know? absolutely. so now, it's not just the music it, you're gonna have fun no matter what uh, absolutely absolutely i recommend everyone get tickets hobart art theater saturday night february the 18th it is uh, the 23rd celebration of this band rock in the area and i highly recommend you get it you know jim thanks so much for being a guest on the show i've been looking forward to this for quite a while yeah thank you thank you for asking me it was great it's great meeting you also at the toys for tots hi this is rick anthony thanking you again for listening to this episode of someone you should know now if you're an aspiring musician or an established musician that's looking for a little exposure i invite you to drop us a line at someone you should know podcast at gmail.com that's someone you should know podcast at gmail.com also i invite you to tell a friend about the someone you should know podcast i thank you for tuning in this time and i invite you to check us out next time on the Someone You Should Know podcast, because you never know who's going to show up. Until next time, remember, God loves you, and so do I.